0: There is beyond the azure blue You'll notice we have extra people. We have people from foreign countries. We have people from a bunch of states. They're our guests today. And so we decided to exploit that. I mean, take advantage of that uh, as we built this worship service. um, In in glory to God, but also God loves it when we take pleasure in Him. And and we're going to take pleasure in our worship today. It's okay to do that. God loves that. But there's some conversations we're going to be having as we go along with this service because every worship service has a few of these conversations going on. First, you know, being worshiped means we're conversing with God. We're giving him our praise. We're going to be doing that. And and the fact that he called us to do that together means that something about your presence here blesses me and something about mine blesses you. So that interaction of each other is an important conversation too. But there's a total of four conversations that I can tell that are going on in this worship service, and we're going to have a couple of songs that help you facilitate this first one. It's one you don't often think about. You're having a conversation with yourself. Let me give you an example from Psalm 103. If you have your Bibles, turn to Psalm 103, or some of it's on the screen in front of us. Here's how he begins Psalm 103, one of the best, most famous ones, right? Bless the Lord... "'O oh, my soul, and all that is within me, bless his name.'" As he's walking to church, that's how I picture it, he's like, soul, get ready. Soul, you, talking to himself. That's who he's talking to. He's not talking to the, the nation of Israel, to other believers. He's saying, hey, you, talking to me. Listen, uh, you need to give your praise to God today. You need to bless him. He's done so much, and he goes on to say why. "'Bless the Lord, O oh, my soul.'" forget not all his benefits. Listen to the benefit package that comes to the believer who forgives your sins. Is that good news? Oh, y'all, y'all know your life. Come on, is that good news? He forgives my sins and heals my diseases. We just had a prayer list, right? This prayer list of people who've gone on it because they're sick, but we've got some people who are going off that list. One of our members rang the bell this week, y'all. He heals our diseases. When you get healed, that's God blessing your life. And he says, I want you to itemize. He starts itemizing these blessings, and it's saying, look at all these benefits. And then he goes on to talk about in the nature of God, he's a loving father. He does not treat you like your sins deserve. Instead, he treats you like a compassionate father. His nature, he's revealed himself in his word and how much he loves us. And so here's what I picture. One of two things, and this is everybody in here. Some of you came with a hop and a skip. Mitchell and I did today. I was up early this morning because I couldn't sleep. I was excited about this today. You excited about this today? I think he is. He's a little almost unbearable, right? We come together and worship, and you know what? I feel good today, and so it was easy for me to remember all the benefits and remember all the things God's done for me, and it caused me to come here, and it fuels my worship today. I'm going to sing a little extra loud, but some of you may not, and sometimes... Sometimes we don't. Sometimes the cares of this life and the stuff that's happening makes you almost forget the benefits. So Psalm 103 is not just for the person who's happy about coming to the place of worship. It's also for the person who's struggling, trying to find the compulsion, because quite frankly, so much going on in my life, I've forgotten what God's doing. I've lost sight of what he's doing because of all the things that are amiss. But y'all, even in those moments, even in those moments when you're reticent for this and you're reluctant and maybe subconscious, you don't even want to be here, even in those moments, Psalm 103 is for you. It's for you to remember what God's done. It's to remember and recount all that stuff. Stuff. and it's to get you to give yourself a pep rally about why it's appropriate i don't care what's going on in your life at all i i do but i don't it doesn't affect this no matter what else is happening god is worthy of this from me and so psalm 103 ends this way bless the lord you as angels you angels who get to see him face to face you need to praise him Bless the Lord, all His works, all His hosts, all the people out there who owe Him something. And then the very end line, and oh my soul, you bless Him too. So this morning, talk to yourself, remind yourself, and as people's getting up there to lead, I've got one before he gets up here. It's a song you sing to yourself, and it sounds like this: Jesus loves me, this I know, for the. Life. Invited us to draw near today, and I'm glad you got the memo and chose to act on it. Something about this community, something about us gathering together, delights God and it gives us an opportunity to converse with one another. And so, as the singing goes on, there's this horizontal dimension. It's mentioned in Ephesians chapter 5. Do not get drunk with wine, that would be debauchery, but instead be filled with the Spirit. And what it looks like when you're filled with the Spirit, at least partly, is you address one another. In hymns, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. So like the target of your singing, at least partly, is me. And I'm the beneficiary of your singing. We are actually considering one another as we sing. Then there's this other passage, Colossians chapter 3. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching, admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing songs, hymns, and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. We're addressing each other. You are addressing me. I am addressing you. We are teaching. We are admonishing. We're urging. We're we're appealing to one another. Hang on to these beliefs because here's the truth. Sometimes we forget what we believe, and then sometimes we start to think that no one else believes but me. Those two dangers are offset when we get together and open our mouths and singing to one another. We sing because we believe what we're saying. Doctrine is caught as we sing these songs in tune, so we're urging one another. You are telling me, hang in there, and I'm reminding you, hang in there, and let's believe this truth, despite the fact that so much of the world does not. So we're going to be singing. Think of each other as we sing these songs. This first one is interesting. We're going to say, I, in three verses, two or three verses, but that last verse, it goes to our So you're singing, I'm going to live by faith, and I'm going to say, I'm living by faith. And together, we're going to do this all the way till Jesus comes. So let's sing to one another. to our communion is in these does everybody have one of these anybody need one okay I just forget to explain you have visitors that's how we do it so just have that handy we're about to use that in just a moment but the most central conversation of our worship is the one with our creator God the father of our Lord Jesus Christ who is to be praised in the highest for everything he's done that's good for us which every good thing comes from him he is our audience we are the audience. He is the one that we're giving praise to. And so we are, we are gathered here to sing praise to him because we're saying to him, every time we need help, you're the one we want to talk to. But also, any time we want to express gratitude and give thanks for what we have, it needs to go to you. And so that's where we're gathered here. Every Sunday morning, we gather on the hill up here to do this very thing. The, the fact that you exist is an expression of love from God. The fact that you can gather around him and have access to him through the blood of his son shows you how much he was willing to give in order to have that relationship right. And then he tells us what his love language is. His love language is words, words. He loves it when we use our words to give him the praise, to let him know that we know where those blessings come from. Ephesians chapter 5, which you read a moment ago, do not get drunk on wine, that leads to debauchery, instead be filled with the Spirit. Address another but then he says singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart God is our audience for what we're about to sing we're going to give praise back to him for all the things he's already given us it's going to start with some general things he's worthy of our praise for and then we're going to zero in on one particular inexpressible glorious gift the gift of his son at that moment after that song There'll be nobody in the pulpit, nobody anywhere, uh, that's going to be participating or leading anything. We're going to have three prayers. One prayer will be for the bread. There'll be a couple of minutes after that that you'll have time to contemplate, and then it will be a prayer for the fruit of the vine. A couple of minutes contemplating that, and then a prayer for giving. You'll hear a voice, but you won't see anybody. I just want you to think about that. Let this conversation that begins with these songs continue on your own meditation with God during the communion as we now sing in conversation to our God.
1: You were spies, you were rejected,
0: Thank you for ministering today. Each of us was able to bless the other. If you weren't blessed today, I don't know what to say, but other than I'm sorry for that. There is one other conversation, though. It's not a dominant one. It's not even one that we necessarily plan worship around. But Paul mentions this conversation one time for sure in First Corinthians chapter 14. If there, or the whole church comes together and all speak in tongues and outsiders are unbelievers, enter. Paul was aware that sometimes outsiders and unbelievers are present in the worship. It is not for them but they're present. That needs to be considered he says. So he doesn't want them using tongues at least not that are, in, that are not interpreted. Will they not say you're out of your mind? He says, but if all prophesy, which speaks clearly in your own language, and an unbeliever or an outsider enters, it's possible that it might happen. He is convicted by all. He is called to an account by all. The secrets of his heart are disclosed. Something about the worship reaches the outsider's heart in this worship service. It wasn't designed for that, but nothing stops God from being able to do that, right? Nothing stops God from being able to do that. And so falling on his face, he will worship God and declare that God really is among you. The outsider could potentially be present, and so we need to at least somewhat be aware of them. For years we've known this. That's why we do the invitation song at the end, right? It's like, give you a chance. If for something done today, maybe you've been thinking about this during the week. Maybe you've thought about this all your life, and for some reason now is the time. Maybe something about the assembly and how we treat each other. Maybe something about the way that song was sung. Boy, today that could be said. Maybe, maybe, maybe that dramatic reenactment of the Lord's Supper something about the truth. We've rehearsed the story of Jesus at least four times this morning in song, in word, in enactment. And maybe there's just someone here that, for some, that they just moved by that and they're, we're ready to give our life. Right? Because I came in here not intending to, maybe not even desiring to. Can I tell you this? God wants you to be His. Can I tell you something else? We want you to be His. We want you also to be ours. For some reason, maybe, something like that happened. You are a time of repentance and baptism away. These three conversations we've had already are conversations of which you were not a part, but you eavesdropped upon, and we welcome the espionage, right? We welcome you listening to it, but you haven't been able to participate because you don't praise God yourself, you're not related to God's people, and you've never, you've never taken advantage of God's access to Him through Jesus. But you are an act of repentance, confession, and baptism away from all that. And this morning, we want to tell you the story one more time we who've responded and can bear witness to the peace and joy that comes from being right by with God are going to sing the story one more time you'll hear it in two verses and in the third verse you'll hear if you are ready to take advantage of it we stand ready to receive you so let's stand and let's sing the song and if you're ready to respond now is the time
1: Oh, listen to our wondrous story, counting what's a the